This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome in. And some things have stayed the same about our show. And some things have changed. Let's start with the things that have remained the same. Gus Johnson. Yeah. I mean, that, that, it doesn't matter what sport we're, ca- we're talking about. We're going to have Gus Johnson in the intro. All right? So... We got that. Sounds great. Love you, Gus. That's the same. I'm here. RJ Choppy is here. That's staying the same. But there are some uh, there are some changes. Uh, we are no longer going to be joined, at least for the foreseeable future, by our friend and colleague Chris Mack, who is uh, going on to uh, some different things here in the network. He's going to be on BetQL Daily uh, moving forward. Uh, and so you can catch him uh, weekdays from 9 to noon Eastern time on the BetQL network. And I am, I think I need, I'm, I'm obligated to read the teleprompter here, RJ. We will miss him uh, yes. is what the teleprompter <laughs> says. So, uh, yes, we will miss him. He was great. And uh, he's going on to some different things. So, uh, we, uh, you know, we'll carry on without him. He was getting too big for us. Uh, we we you know, we tried to sabotage his career, uh, and it turns out that he winds up getting promoted. So whatever, we're we're cool. We'll stay here that's on our little once a week show, right. and he can do daily, and that's that's fine with that's us, right. man. Whatever. Hey, you know, I'm trying to think. Like, is there like a? Uh, I mean, all great bands at one point or another they they lose a, a member. I mean, he, you know. Maybe it's the lead guy that sort of wants to go solo. Maybe it's the drummer that thinks he's being held back. You know, there's all yeah. that all that happens for every great group, doesn't it, RJ? It does. Uh, Yoko Mako. That's what happened here. He he went and he he found he found something uh, to to entice him to leave. He he wanted more. He just wanted more. He wanted to go onto his own, yep. start his own solo career. Even though it's not solo, he just found two it's other people solo. he'd rather work with. It's just That's two right. other people he'd rather work with <laughs> other than us. It's not us. Yes. Hey, you guess what though? We're keeping you on the group chat. We are gonna blow you up on that group <laughs> chat, man. <laughs> I felt a little guilty about it. I gotta tell you. I felt I was like, you know, should we he's not he's not doing the show anymore. Like, should we take him out? He's too nice a guy to remove himself, clearly. Yeah. Maybe uh, maybe we can just do that gently. Uh, you know, but, uh, but yeah, now congratulations to Chris Mack and, uh, we're going to, we're going to keep this thing rolling, obviously here on BeckQLU with, uh, myself and RJ through the college basketball season. Lots to get to on BeckQLU. Uh, we've got college basketball, we got Kentucky, we got some blue bloods to hit, uh, lots of, uh, you know, look, it's, it's, it's almost February, which means we are getting into the heart of conference play, uh, and it's getting very real in the world of college basketball. So let's get a crack in here, RJ. Let's start with a team that admittedly 
you know, and this sometimes tends to happen in college basketball. Admittedly, he's getting a lot of steam, a lot of hype. You know, I, I would say they were a buy in terms of national championship futures. That's the Kentucky Wildcats. They add Big Z, finally get Big Z eligible. He comes out against Georgia. The dude looks like, you know, young Dirk Nowitzki, and <laughs> everybody's going crazy. And they, 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 they beat Georgia, and then they go on the road uh, at South Carolina on Tuesday night, and they get handled. Big Z doesn't look like Dirk yeah. anymore on the road. Um, so, look, it's college basketball. It's conference play. You're going to have whiplash like that. But where are you on Kentucky right now, RJ? Uh, as, as, as Zach points out, they have the highest ticket percentage handle and they are bet MGM's biggest liability to win the national title right now. Uh, where are you on this Kentucky team? You know, I generally like to follow the money, um, you know, kind of fade the public, follow the money. But when you've got both on your side, that's a good sign. Uh, mm. I, I think they're, I think they're a live bet. I think they're a live team, man. I, I think they're legit one that can, that can cut the nets down. And, I mean, you could talk all you want about Cal. Well, he never wins the big one or doesn't win it enough. I mean, sure, but, like, this is this is a hard tournament to win. This is the hardest tournament to win. I don't think there's a harder one in sports uh, than this. From a, You know, this it's the one and done. You've got a nightmare matchup. You've got 18-year-old kids. You've got neutral sites. It's a nightmare, man. So um, it is absolutely a, a buy from them. I, I think that they are absolutely a team that can win. I don't know if they will. But I think they right. are one. Yeah, look, I agree. Um, when I think about future bets in college basketball, the ones I want to make, I want to make the bet on the teams that are kind of volatile, right? Like they could lose in the first round or they could win it all. And I genuinely believe that about Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, they're young, right? That's the first thing. Yeah. It's like they're just a young team. They have talent. But you have DJ Wagner, who really struggled on the road against South Carolina. Uh, Dillingham is an instant bucket, but again, we're talking about a younger guy. Reed Shepard is a freshman, so they're they're giving a lot of young guys big minutes. Um, and look, I mean, I'm 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 here in Memphis. I remember, <clears throat> for example, a John Calipari team that had Derrick Rose as its starting point guard. And I know people sort of think Derrick Rose and just assume that he was amazing the entire time. He wasn't. Derrick Rose really struggled um, at Memphis really up until, you know, the middle of January, early February uh, before he really took off. And then the rest was history. You know, once he got to the NCAA tournament, he was freaking unbelievable. Uh, You could not believe he was a freshman. But this is sort of – there is a wall, right, for freshmen. And then if if they're good enough, they break through it. You know, mm-hmm. and they and uh, you know they can help take a team deep in the tournament. I think that's just that's just where this Kentucky team is right now. It's a road game Tuesday night in SC, you know, in the SEC. I don't really penalize them too much for that, but there will be nights like that. Yeah, I mean, plus like South Carolina, there's not a whole lot of juice there anyway. Like it's a, it's a good it's a decent crowd, but like I mean, if you're Kentucky, that's that, that's not on your level, right? You've got a, a handful of teams in conference that are ones that you really. Uh, you, you get up for, but look, Cal bought into this team a month ago, and that freshman wall is legit, and it happens right around this time. Yep. You know, you've got you got your little break around around the new year, and then you go into conference play. You're playing Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday. Yep. And I, I mean, like 
you'll get that wall, right? And, and hopefully your goal is to get out of that by, by Valentine's Day. Because then you got about two more weeks of the regular season before conference play gets in, and then you're gone, right? Then you then then it's then it's a schedule. Then it's a hell of a schedule. Yep. But you know, I, I think he's bought in. I think the, I think the team is bought in. Uh, he's got good players. He's got some legit guys. I just want to know how Big Z is nicknamed that, and it's not Big Zach from Purdue. Like, how did he not get the Big Z nickname? How did this dude get it? Like, I don't there understand how that happens. Well, because we, we can't pronounce the Croatian's name. Right. So, you know, we we can pronounce Zach Eady. I mean, yeah. that's just a default yeah. setting there, you know? So, <laughs> he's big a little e. easier, he right? He can be Big E instead of Big Z. He can go Big, big e. e with him. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's the, I think that's a very fair compromise if he insists. I know there does seem to be a little tug of war about that right now. But, no, look, I – um. I think Cal's a good coach. I think he's going to have this team ready to play. I think it's probably his best chance to win a championship since he actually won it with Anthony Davis uh, at Kentucky all those years ago. And, look, it's time. I mean, it's time for Kentucky to get back to the Final Four. I need to look this up because uh, it's been been longer, RJ, than you probably think for Kentucky – uh, when it comes to you know Final Four appearances, the last time they went was 2015, I believe that was Cat. I believe that was the Carl Anthony Towns team. So it's been nine. It's been nine years, nine seasons. RJ yeah. uh, and and, and Devin time. Booker, yeah, Devin Booker. And my, yeah, so I mean, it's been that long since you know Kentucky has been to the Final Four. And for a program that's churned out as much NBA talent as they have, that's that's a little. Yeah. I mean, it's a little shocking. So I think that fan base is probably pretty restless right now. It's a lifetime. That's a lifetime for them. Um, you know, it's it, it's a, it's that's a fan base that demands like a championship like every other year. Uh, like every graduating class is like, you better win a national championship like every four years. Uh, Lenardi's got them as a three seed right now. That was before the loss. And then, you know, Palm's got him as like a two seed. Um, yep. Those are, you know, the two big dogs. Like, And that's that's fair right now. I, I think they have a chance. Mm-hmm. They got, obviously, anybody that's on the two or three line right now, you know, with a strong kick at the end is going to have a chance for a one seed. It's all about matchups, mm-hmm. though. You know, this tournament is it's all about matchups. Yeah, it is. Look, that's the thing about playing in the SEC, though. Like, first of all, I think South Carolina is actually pretty good. I think they got back. They got on the right side of the bubble. They were fifteen and three going into last, uh, going into Tuesday night. So now you're on the right side of the bubble, I believe. I don't. I don't know if they're, you know, super talented, but you know they're one of those teams where if they're on the ten line, you know, or whatever it ends up being, maybe eight nine. I could see them pushing, you know, a two seat or a one seat. I think they're really well coached. I think Lamont Perry is doing a great job there. But the beauty of the SEC, any power league, right, is that you can lose a road game like last night. And you can, like, make people forget about it because you got Tennessee next week. You got, you know, uh, 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 yeah. Auburn. You got, you know, you, you have Alabama. You got so many chances in, in a league like that where there's great teams, you know, to make up for, you know, stubbing your toe, which is that that's kind of what I look at last night as. I mean, that was pretty uncharacteristic for them offensively. They're one of the best offensive teams in the country. I don't think that's the kind of effort you're going to get out of them you know, night to night. Sometimes you just have nights like that. That's basketball. Um, I, I think they're going to be there when it's all said and done. I think they got to get Big Z a few more reps, clearly, because, 
you know, he's going to struggle with some strength. And that's that's understandable. I mean, it's his first game was in January in college basketball. Um, let's go around the SEC, yeah. though, uh, unless you have another thought, unless you have one more well, thought well, on that. Well, but. One thing on that is, you know, I, I do wonder, it does scare me, you know, Cal's offense, this the 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 the, the dribble drive and kick. That the one thing that bogs that down is a big guy in the middle. Right? That's the one thing that bogs that down. That 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 can be a little bit scary uh for them mm-hmm. come tournament time if their guys aren't hitting. And that's the one, you know, like that's that, that's in, in today's college game. You have an off night shooting the basketball from beyond the arc. You're cooked. You, you have no chance. Yeah. You know, in, yeah. in years past, you, know, you just kick it inside. You get the free throw line. I mean, those games don't really exist anymore. It is a three-ball game, and that's it. And if you can't hit and the other team's a little yep. bit hot, you're going to get run, and you're going to get run in the second round. That's just the problem with the game today. Yeah, 14-1 uh, to one to win the national championship, uh, plus 390 to make the final four for Kentucky. Uh, there are a few other SEC teams in the top 10 of the uh, national championship winning markets. Let's talk about your Vols. Let's talk about your Tennessee Volunteers. Now, Rick Barnes, fair or not, has a oh. reputation in March, right, of wilting. Now, oh, yeah. last, last year they did get to the Sweet 16, but they lost to FAU, right? So you, yeah. you felt like you left something on the table there. I'm just going to ask you as a volunteer yourself, what makes this Tennessee team different and why should I put my money on 16 to one? Uh, well, the difference is they got a, they got a player. They have a guy, they have a guy and they got Dalton connect. He is, he is, he's a dude, man. Like they have got a guy that could take over a game. And that's been the biggest problem for the team since ever. Uh, they yep. have not had the dude that can not only, uh, take over a basketball game, but really be kind of unguardable because he can he can score off the dribble. Chris Lofton, I mean, you had to get him in a spot where he could get the ball as a catch and shoot, right? You had to have that. They had other That's guys. A great in, 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 2009 reference there. By yeah, the way. right, right. I mean, we... uh, yeah. <laughs> they've had players through the years that could do that. You know, Chandler was one of them a couple years ago, but never – with the size of Connect, I mean, he's got an NBA body. You know, some of those, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like that. He's 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 a six 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 seven. Like, he's got a big body to him, um, and he's old. He's an old man too, and that that plays it. He's not a freshman, so he's the reason. Like that, there is a legitimate NBA player on your team, and I don't mean Grant Williams. Uh, you know, like and he, he he was a great player too, but like again, he needed somebody to get him the ball. Connect has the ball in his hand. Um, you want you want to call him? You want to you want to compare him to guys uh, that have the ball in his head? He doesn't play like him because uh, he doesn't yep. pass the ball like him. But he can find his shot, like you know, like Lucas Luka Doncic has got the ball in his hand in every play. Uh, he's a bigger guy. He's a better passer. He sees the floor better. But he can score from any position on the field on the floor, and so can connect. And there, there's there's a there's an ability there to take over a game in the isolation that you absolutely need in March, and that's the difference. He may be Rick Barnes proof because there are times in the tournament I wouldn't hire Rick Barnes to run a Dairy Queen for me, but mm. with that guy on the floor, I would. Yeah, they're different, I, and I actually love the way he compliments one of my favorite players in college basketball and Zakai Ziegler. Uh, I do think this is that there's a new there's a new element with this Vols team, and you're right, it is the scoring factor. 
and, and maybe it will all come together for them in the NCAA tournament. All right, we're going to come back, going to go around the country, head on all the big brands uh, and check in with the big brands in college basketball when we come back. You're watching BetQLU here on the BetQL Network back after this. Yep, welcome back to BetQLU. It is a new era in the show as it is uh, we've gone from three to two. Chris Mack is still with us on the network. He's just doing a different show now, uh, which is great for him. Great, uh, great news for him. And we are holding it down, myself, John Martin, and R.J. Chobby, talking all things college basketball. Let's just uh, let's break down really quickly, R.J., uh, what, the, what the public is into when it comes to the national championship winner over at BetMGM. So a little bit of line movement from last week to now. Arizona went from eleven to eleven to one to ten to one. UConn went from twelve to one to ten to one, and Kentucky went from twenty to one to fourteen to one to win the national championship. As we talked about, uh, the highest liability for BetMGM is going to be Kentucky, eighteen point six percent of the handle on uh, the national championship future, fourteen point three percent of tickets. Kansas as well. Kansas is a loser uh, for BetMGM because they have 12.2% of the handle and then 10.2% of the ticket count. So gives you kind of an idea of, you know, who, who BetMGM needs and who they don't yeah. this year in the college right. basketball championship market. Um, we haven't really talked about Kansas, and I suppose that might be a good place to start. They kind of squeaked by Cincinnati uh earlier in the week adding hunter dickinson in the transfer portal uh what do you make rj from what you've seen of kansas i know it's early but uh what do you what do you make of what you've seen from them so far as they get big 12 play underway i think they're a good team i think they're a team that's a little bit better than some of their metrics show like they're outside the top what 15 and ken palm um you know barely top 20 i think they're 18th I think they're a much better team than that, though. Uh, I, I think that they are a clear, clear title contender. I don't know if they'd be my favorite right now. I don't think they yeah. would. But I think that they're obviously one that, you know, if you throw a little bit of money on, and maybe maybe their number comes back to the pack, although if they're a liability at BetMGM, I don't think they're going to give them more favorable odds just because they don't want any more money on them. I think they would shrink them a little bit. But, yeah, I, I definitely would be – they're one of the teams I would put a number on. I, I do get scared though with blue bloods because blue bloods generally are not going to be good value ever. Mm-hmm. You know they're they're always going to be hyped up. They're always going to have higher bets. Uh, you know amount of bets against them and 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 less favorable odds. Mm-hmm. But I think if you can get them down a bit, just a bit, which I don't think is going to happen, but if you can, that'd be a good that'd be a good number to take. Yeah. I I I'm I, I sort of I'm I'm in like with Kansas. I'm not in love with them. Yeah. I agree. I think that's kind of I, – I obviously, Hunter Dickinson is just one of the best bigs in college basketball, but he's not your traditional sort of rim protector, right? Like, I don't really view him as an elite defender. Um, and as, as, as far as they go, I know they got a big night from Johnny Furphy uh, against, against Cincinnati, and they really needed it. They really needed to have it, the, the young kid there from Australia. They're pretty thin in terms of guys I can trust night in and night out, you know, to score for me. I got I got Hunter Dickinson, 
I've got Kevin McCuller, who's, you know, shooting the ball pretty efficiently. And that's kind of where I'm at. You know, I got two guys. I, I just think they're mm -hmm. a little shallow for me. I love Dewan Harris. I think Dewan Harris is, you know, probably for me, the best point guard, top to bottom, pound for pound in the country. I love him. I love the way he controls the game. I love the way he's composed, the way he's just sort of, you know, he's the maestro for them. And he's got the experience. He's been there forever. He's, you know, he's won championships before. But I just don't know if the firepower is quite there for Kansas this year. Maybe it is. But, you know, we've already seen him lose to UCF. You know, we've already seen him kind of, you know, it was a struggle against Cincinnati. It really was. I mean, it was close. Mm -hmm. So I just don't know if it's quite their year. Look, I mean, they did what you have to do in the transfer portal, right? They and they they mm -hmm. they they lose to West Virginia. Uh, so I, I just don't, I, you know, yeah. you, you do what you have to do in the transfer portal, but it's like it still has to come together. Yeah, that, that was a bad one. That that West Virginia game. I mean, they couldn't get a defensive rebound to save their life, and that that was that, that's something that you get into a tournament, you get into a, a game against a good team. Especially a Big Ten team that that you know loves to body up and get some rebounds. I mean, that could be a nasty game. That was a, that that loss really kind of popped to me. And I know West Virginia shot really really well from three uh, compared to their numbers, but the, your your inability when 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 the Mountaineers are kind of dominating the offensive glass, yep. that that late late in the game that that's troubling. That's tough to that's tough to get past. Yeah, Bill Self's a great coach, uh, and and he's a guy I do trust in the in the tournament. But I just I'm not I'm not really, you know, like I said, I I like them, don't love them. Yeah, it's starting to get kind of interesting to me when it comes to Purdue. They are the favorite to win the national championship at BetMGM. They're eight to one, and they they do have the third highest ticket count, which kind of does surprise me at BetMGM. Seven point five percent of all tickets. But I just don't get the sense, RJ, that people are going to allow themselves to buy this team again. And I understand, like, the the past is the past with Purdue. And their performance in March is well documented. But at what point do we say, okay, last year was just one game in a six-game tournament. It was an ugly 40-minute stretch of basketball. And this team is actually a legitimate national championship contender. Like, are we – are we there or is this going to be a thing where people just don't allow the past, you know, to be forgotten with this team? Yeah, that, that that's going to be tough to overcome. But, dude, they're seven and one in quad one games. Yeah, and they're only lost a three point game to Marquette in Maui. That's yep. that's a legit team. Like they're a legit team and, and their their backcourt's good. You know, like you, you could say all you want that maybe last year their backcourt wasn't up to par. No, it is this year, and I, and I think they are every bit um, as good and as advertised as a team that most likely is going to be a one seed, probably is going to have a great chance at the overall one seed. So I, I, I think that they're – yeah, there's going to be people that are going to overlook that, but a lot of it's going to be like, like Virginia when they lost, when they got knocked out in the first round. You know, you overlook Virginia a little bit. Yep. Uh, I can't. I, I, did Virginia win it the year after or the year before they, they got knocked? I can't they remember. Did. They won it, after. it was the year they after. Won the year after. Yeah, yeah. And, and they brought back a lot of the same team, and and Purdue yep. does too. So, yep. you yep. know, I don't want to fall in the trap of just completely dismissing them because of one game. You have a bad twenty minutes, not a bad forty. You have a bad twenty minutes in this tournament, and you're going home. 
Mm-hmm. It may not even. It may take a bad eight minutes. I saw my guys. I saw Tennessee last year have about eight minutes against FAU, a game they were yep. controlling, and they're gone. And FAU's yep. the final four, so it, it ain't even be bad twenty. It's about like eight, bad five. Yeah. You're gone. Yeah, they did add obviously uh, Lance Jones in the portal, who you know uh, earlier in the week in that blowout versus Michigan at twenty four for him, let all score. So you know you did add a little firepower in that backcourt, which we were talking about. You know that could that could very well be the difference. I don't know. Like I just, you know, you're always. It's hard to put images like that. You know, losing to Fairleigh yeah. Dickinson. It's hard to, it's hard to put those out of your mind. But when it comes to, you know, betting, and when it comes to, you know, putting your money on something, like you have to, right? Because, mm-hmm. it, you know, that team really has nothing to do. And that's the beauty of the NCAA tournament. It, it it's random as hell. It's completely, it's all in a vacuum. You can have an amazing regular season, which Purdue undeniably did last year, and and you can get to the tournament and it doesn't matter. But but you still had a forty game sample, right, where you're winning the Big Ten, where you're beating the crap out of teams, where you're looking like the best team in college basketball. You know, yes, our the way that we talk about it after the fact is. It's about what you do in the tournament. But if you bring the majority of that team back, and now we're talking about 40, 60, 80 game samples with that same team mm-hmm. for the most part and that same staff, it's like I'm probably I'm probably a little stupid to ignore that at some point. Yeah, you can't ignore there are certain things you can't ignore, but you want to ignore uh, a a good month, a good week, a good Two months. Go ahead, man. You you start ignoring 50, 60, 70, 80 game samples with the same basically the same thing going on. Uh, you want to ignore uh, a decade of great coaching and consistent play. I mean, you, you do that at your own peril. Uh, that that yep. is at your own risk, man. Like cause you want to yep. again, don't buy the hype on some things, but there yep. are times where you absolutely want to buy it. Yep. Well, so yeah, and that's sort of what we've got here. Trust or dust. Uh mm-hmm. yeah. I'm I as crazy as it sounds, Trust. you know, and again, maybe it's like, you know, I'm going back to a toxic relationship, but I, I think Purdue has to be trusted right now. Like I, I kind of feel like you're, if you, if you don't, you're, you're holding things against them that just aren't relevant in 2024. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going with trust. Okay. Let's sort of work our way down the list here. RJ, we talked about Tennessee. I think we both agree they're a trust right now. I mean, uh, until they give us reason not to. Uh, but with the addition of Dalton Connect and, and, you know, most of those guys back from a year ago, I think you have to say they're a trust. Memphis, what a week for the Tigers. They yeah. started last Monday breaking into the top 10 this late in the season for the first time since John Calipari was on the sidelines. And this Monday – they are only, depending on the analytics, depending on which you know projections you want to look at, they are only about a forty to forty-five percent, um, you know, chance. They have a forty to forty-five percent chance to even make the NCAA tournament, and they're still ranked at nineteenth right now, RJ. But that is simply a function of AP voters not paying attention and nothing more. Um, that's because I, I saw some ballots had them thirteenth despite losing to two unranked AAC teams. That's simply unacceptable. If you don't want to pay attention to the sport, you should just turn in your vote. Um, 
but they are, I believe, 80 to one right now uh, to win. Uh, yeah, to win the national championship. And I'll be honest, RJ, I, 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 I just I'm not there on him. I thought when they added Naquan Tomlin, the kid from Kansas State at the, at the middle of the year, that they would be able to find a new gear defensively. But they're just not good. This is Penny Hardaway's worst defensive team he has ever had. Uh, and when teams go zone against them on the offensive end, they don't know what to do. They don't know what to do. Um, they just don't have enough shooting. The defense really isn't there for me. They don't move the ball enough. They don't share the ball enough. And Penny's talking about chemistry issues. I think what Memphis shows, though, right, whether or not you, you know, 80 to 1, it's a long shot. But, but week to week, college basketball, RJ, it's a short walk from the penthouse to the outhouse, my man. Mm-hmm. Look, 80 to 1 is, is a number that is enticing in its own. Um, but they're going to probably wind up being a seven seed, a yep. six seed maybe. And, I mean, their their peripheral numbers just look like everything that you point to is outside the, hey, can they win? Uh, yep. Their Ken Palm stuff is outside. Their net is outside. Yep. Like, it's a tough sled. And, you know, I, I thought, you know, going from, you know, like when Houston joined the Big 12, like we were going to find out a lot about Houston. You know, that, that going through that grind uh, week in and week out or, or you know, what, every three days is going to be tough for the Big 12. Uh, you know, Memphis has got to deal with – they don't deal with that right now. Um, yep. And, that, look, it doesn't mean they're not a good team, but you go in, you have to win six games in, in, in what, 18 days or 21 days. It's tough. It's a tough thing to do. But I'm not there with them. Uh, I, I wouldn't think about putting a number on them yet at all. I mean, 80 to 1 is – again, it's enticing – but I think you're just throwing your money away right now. Yeah, it's just it's just so you're whatever you're playing craps, right? That's kind of what it is. Um, mm-hmm. But I just I feel like it's 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 the peril of being in a, in a in a in a league like the one Memphis finds itself in in the AAC because if if Tennessee loses a road game on a on a Sunday, whatever. If North Carolina loses a road game on a Tuesday, yeah. you know, whatever. You have opportunities to make good on those L's and, and, and you will for Memphis, you have to, you only have two chances with FAU. That's it. I mean, that's the only way that you could undo those L's. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I think that's, that's, you know, that's gonna, it, it, what happens is your seating takes a huge hit. And when your seating takes a huge hit, your probabilities, you're now seeing twos and ones in the second round, as opposed to the sweet 16. And I, and again, it's all a math thing. Um, anything can happen in a 40 minute basketball game, but when you're, when you're dealing with the math, it's not on your side when you're a seven or an eight. And I think that's exactly what Memphis is trending towards right now. Uh, real quick before we get out of here, I will say it was like North Carolina is the best team that nobody's talking about. If that's possible, RJ 16 and one to win the national championship. feel like there's some legs there. Good team. They're a good team and they're, they're old. Man, they're yeah. like, they're they're an older they're an older team, and they've got a lot of guys that are still there uh, from their run a couple of years ago. I, I I think you absolutely buy them. I I, I totally trust Carolina. Uh, I think they're a quality team. Um, coach, I mean, I I don't know. I, th- I think they're well coached. I don't know enough about uh, Hubes yet in terms of uh, of, of of what he's going to be. You get into a tough game. I know I know they made a run with him, but still, I just that's one time. I think they're a live team, though. I absolutely like their basketball team. Yeah, 
Uh, we'll come back, get into the weekend. Got some big games this weekend in college basketball. Talk about one futures bet we'd make. Going to get into all that and more right here on BetQLU on the BetQL Network. Back after this. All right, welcome back to BetQLU here on the BetQL Network. I'm John Martin here with my man, R.J. Choppy. It is our first uh, our first voyage without our friend Chris Mack. We will uh, we will persevere though. Do not worry. You got a big college basketball weekend here going on. Um, let's talk a little bit though, RJ, about Kentucky. We started the show talking about Kentucky. It feels like a good place to you know kind of bookend it. Their next game is on the road at Arkansas. Uh, that's going to be around Kentucky minus five on the Ken Palm projection. We know it's going to be very close to that um, with an over-under of 169. <laughs> 169. Uh, so God. not a lot of defense. Defense clearly optional no. in this one. Um, it's totally optional. Is this a, a bounce-back spot for Kentucky given how bad, even at home, Arkansas has been this year? Man, I'll tell you, when we uh, we write the book on the 23-24 college basketball season, Arkansas at home is going to be – it needs its own chapter. Yeah. It, it really does. Like, Arkansas doesn't lose to South Carolina by double digits at home. Yeah. Um, you, you know what I mean? Like, they, yeah. they don't do that. They don't lose to Oklahoma at home. They're getting run by some of these teams. They got run by Duke at home, man. Doesn't South happen. Carolina. So like, uh huh. So yeah, like that. I, I would like to say it's a bounce back or or, or kind of a game that, that 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 we can look at for Kentucky because it is a tough place to play. Yeah. But this year, I don't think it holds the same weight. I think for Kentucky, I mean, you're looking at. I mean, they've got a couple of games uh, left on their schedule that are big time basketball games. And and those are the ones they need to point to. You know, they got to go on the road uh, to Tennessee to end the year. They've got a game at Tennessee at home. They got to go to Auburn. They still got to play Bama. Uh, Mississippi State on the road is not going to be a cakewalk. There are other games that are out there. Um, do they play Z- they play the Zags too? I think coming up. So mm. and then they got a random like February non-conference mm-hmm. game against Gonzaga. Yep. So. They've got games out there that that I think will uh, you know will tell us more. Yeah, look, I think on the in the case of Arkansas and 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 we know that Muss has had you know a lot of success. You know, he's been to you know Sweet Sixteens. He's been in the second weekend. I think in the case of Arkansas, it's 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 probably a cautionary tale. Memphis a little bit too. You know, those seem like two pretty high profile instances where. When you know, yes, use a transfer portal, right? Like it's it, everybody does. If you don't, you're gonna be left behind. But you gotta vet and make sure that it all fits together, you know. Because I know Memphis brought in nine new guys, and it looks like sometimes that it works. Arkansas brought in a bunch of new guys as well, and it just mm-hmm. isn't coming together. Like, you know, they only really brought one guy in that I would say is like a, a winning player. And that's Tremont Mark, but you know, Khalif Battle, L. Ellis, Jeremiah Davenport, you know, Keon Minifield, Chandler Lawson. You're bringing in a bunch of guys who, you know, does it fit? Does it, does it all come together? And it's like, again, the, the, all these guys in a vacuum individually, you take them, they're talented, but 
I think it's one of those things where you can have a talented transfer portal group, but you got to make sure that it's cohesive. And I think that right now, RJ, is why, you know, you always used to be able to count on Arkansas being unbelievable at home. You can not go into Bud Walton and expect to leave with a win. If it's not cohesive and it doesn't come together, this is what it can look like. Yep, absolutely. And you're not going to hit on every portal guy. Even if the guys are good players, you know, you're not going to hit on them. Um, you know, I'll just use my school. Tennessee as an example. I mean, they hit on Connect. They didn't hit on Jordan Ganey. And yep. he was supposed to be the sharpshooter, and he can't really shoot. And I think that's the problem with the portal in, 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 the, in, the, in, in the situation with Arkansas. You know, Bud Walton was a nightmare place to go to. And I wonder when you start getting into mercenary territory, if the same thing applies. Um, where you don't have guys who are buying into the school, they're just buying into the NIL. And I think that's that's part of the issue. Um, it may not be the only issue, but also look, I mean, you got to hit on these guys and they got to be able to play together. This isn't this isn't uh fantasy football here. You can't just throw five guys on the floor and make them all work together. I mean, you've got to have guys yep. that can actually work together. That's where the coach comes into play. Well, uh, here's the thing: it's different than a recruiting class that's a freshman, for example, because I think there's a real camaraderie when you come in to a place together and you're building and you're the same, you know what I'm saying? You, you, you're like, oh, we're coming in at the same time. We have three, four years to do this thing. You know, let's build. It's not the same because one guy might be on his last year. One guy might want to get to the NBA next year. Like you just have, you have different timelines, different expectations, yep. and you don't really necessarily know how that's going to look until it gets, until it all comes you know, and gets on campus, but it's a cautionary tale, man, that, you know, just because you have five talented players that you're getting from the transfer portal, bro, assume nothing because, right. you know, it, it, it could be ugly. Prior to uh, the influx of one and duns, remember there was a rule where they had like, you could only get like five scholarships over three years or something like that. And, and you know, you, you can only sign like five guys over a couple year stretch. Let's go yeah. back to the nineties. And you would, you would see these teams, you know, the fat, you know, the fab five, uh, you know, Carolina one year, they had like uh, Wallace and Stackhouse come in at the same yep. time. And it uh, like, it, they, they were, they were tremendous for that two year stretch that they were there. But, like, it was, okay, here they come. They're coming in, man. And then it's Carter and Jameson. Here they go. They're coming in. And you don't yep. have that necessarily anymore. Now you've got a, you got, you got a fifth-year senior, and this guy's a, a sophomore. Oh, and look, here comes the COVID seventh-year player. And they're just coming from all yeah. over the place. And they're hitting you, and they don't always work together. Nope. It's it's something to monitor. Now, the COVID years are going to go away, but uh, the transport we know is not. So this is going to be a theme in college sports uh forever now no question about is this the last it. year right, is this the last covid year it's the last covid year or we got one more like, i think yeah i think so i have to believe so because covid was four years ago so i mean i would think there's but there might be like you know a sophomore or you know i i there might be like one more year after this but it's yeah. coming to an end uh very soon all right here's what we're gonna we're gonna start doing this at the end of every show now as we're getting into you know closer and closer into march we're gonna start handing out some futures, uh, all futures courtesy of BetMGM, of course, and we're going to track these things. I'll get it going, RJ, and I will give out, and I think there's actually still really good value on this, FAU, even money, to win the AAC. They have kind of played around a little bit, 
and they are currently, I believe, second in the AAC behind Charlotte. That's not sustainable, okay? FAU is about to start fattening up on all these teams. They're bringing back everybody. We know that. Um, I, I just think they're too good. They're, they've, they, they've beaten Arizona. They've, got, they've beaten Texas A&M. You know, uh, they played a tough schedule. The AAC is no match for them. And so I think they're going to start stacking up some wins. And at even money, I believe they're a really good bet to win the whole entire league. So I'll go with FAU plus uh, even money uh, at, at, at plus 100 uh, to win the AAC. All right. Uh, I'm going to do uh, another regular season uh, future. I'll do Kentucky 7-1 to one to win the SEC, uh, to win their conference. Uh, right now, they are 4-2. and two. Auburn leads at 5-0. and oh. They still play Auburn. They still play Tennessee yep. twice. They can knock those yep. guys off. Auburn is going to have at least one more loss in conference, probably two. Uh, they're still going to have to play Tennessee, Bam, and all that stuff. So I'm going to take Kentucky at 7-1. to one. I think that's, that's as good of a number as you're going to find on a quality team. Yeah, no, I like it. I, I do. I will say this. I... I, and I know we've talked about it before. I, I do love Auburn. I love Auburn's team. I love the way they're composed. I don't know if they're going to win the SEC or not, but, you know, when you start talking about, you know, deep into the, uh, deep into the NCAA tournament, that's a team, right? Because I think this is a good time if you're, like, betting on this stuff. I think now is really a good time to compile some data, watch some teams, say, okay, you know, maybe Kentucky did lose to South Carolina, and maybe that's going to sour some people. I don't know. But I'm just using them as an example. I might want to get involved with it. BYU, I know they lost to Houston last night at home. But BYU might be a good long shot. You know, now is the time, you know. And and, and for me, Auburn's Auburn's complete, you know. I mean, I just – I love everything yeah. they're about. I'm scared of their know, schedule. In terms of a deep run. Their schedule has scared me to this this point. I mean, they are – they're right. like outside the top 150 and straight the schedule. They're they, – they, to have their record – and still be a four seed uh, on some of the projections on these bracketologies. They're still a four seed, and to have their record, it's pretty low. Uh, it tells me that you're not, you know, playing the uh, the best. You haven't had the best competition. They don't have a quad one win at all this year. They're zero and two. So their 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 resume scares me, but I think yep. they're a good team. You know, we're not surprised that they made a little bit of a run. I think they will. I mean, he, you know, he uh, Bruce Pearl's already made a Final Four, you know, at Auburn. So, you know, he's been there. He's done it. I will say this. I'm just looking at the national championship futures here. It, it, it's it's relatively shocking to me, and what a testament it is to to the <laughs> to the pedigree of Tom Izzo. But Michigan State, despite the fact that they are unranked, and despite the fact that they have lost so many times already this year, they are still forty to one to win it all. That's better, for example, than FAU, who is ranked. It's better than Oklahoma. It's better than Villanova. It's better than a lot of teams. Um, and I don't know what Michigan State – I mean, obviously they still have work to do, but, you know, that was, RJ, a top-five team when the yeah. season started. And I know it, it got off to a hellacious start, losing to James Madison. But, you know, I, I, I almost like – I almost wonder, you know – how much of that was just a, a dreadful start and they're going to correct it? Like, this is still a preseason top five team. Am I crazy not to take 40 to one right now? Oh, no. If you can get yourself a team that was that, that, that is highly thought of, you absolutely take it. 
Because, I mean, they've, yeah, they've got some work to do, but their net rating's pretty good, man. I mean, they're top 20 or top 25. Um, they're going to wind up sneaking in if it's between them and Mississippi State, if it's between them and Cincinnati, you know, if it's between right. them and right. uh, uh, exactly. Colorado, they're probably yep. going to get the benefit of the doubt. So I think they're going to sneak right. in. That's right. So if you get them in there, and what happens? If they're in that play-in game, if they're in Dayton, somebody from Dayton always makes a run. It almost yep. always happens. I think it's not a bad That's bet. Right. Yep, it's something definitely to monitor. Uh, Michigan State is still hanging around at 40 to 1. That, that kind of says it all, despite the fact that they are still uh, on the outside looking in and unranked. Uh, there's a lot of respect for Tom Izzo and those Michigan State Spartans. All right, that's going to do it for us on this edition of BetQL. You appreciate you guys hanging with us and making us a small part of your day. Uh, we'll be, of course, be back next week talking all things college basketball as the season progresses. For RJ Choppy, I'm John Martin. Appreciate you guys hanging with us. We'll catch you next week.